Hello, everyone. You are listening to Bloombox Growing Deeper. And before we start with this episode, we wanted to invite you to make our podcast better. And the best way to do that and to let other people know, and I tell you this at the end every time, is to rate and review us. And especially on Apple Podcasts, it helps get the word out of who we are and what we do and why you like listening to the podcast. So for the next month, let's say, we are going to do a little bit of fun competition. Quick canapé. Yeah. This sounds excellent. <laughs> so, <How>? Yes. <laughs> so all you need to do is review us on Apple Podcasts. And starting with this episode and one month out from it, we are going to, we, no, me, I am going to donate $1 for every review to the Bloombox program to use for whatever Sarah deems necessary for the Bloombox <laughs> program. <laughs> so it's money for Sarah to do good work through Bloombox. So please rate and review us. Right now, you can pause and come back because we haven't started yet. Rate and review and make Hannah pay. Make me Until, pay. So today is March 6th. So through April 6th. You have till April 6th to add up reviews. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, as far as we can tell, the only place to do this is Apple Podcasts, but you can go to their website even if that's not your podcast player, and I'll put that link in the notes. So please go ahead and do that, and thank you for supporting Bloombox. Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah, and we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our latest episode of Bloombox Growing Deeper. We're so excited to have you here to talk about flowers. Yeah. You guys loved our Great Plants episode so much that we thought we would do something similar and just talk through flowers we're excited for um, adding to our gardens in the spring or ones we think that every native plant gardener should try, ones that we think work really well for people. Um, and we're going to try to uh, mention things we know are available to you. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to talk about some things that will be harder to find, but we're going to really try to call out the things that I know you can get at a nursery um, that maybe isn't as focused on natives. Right. And I'm going to warn you now, I have a giant list, a paper list of plants. So if you hear paper rustling... That's what it is. I'm sorry, everyone. We have no idea if I'm going to be able to take that sound out or not. <laughs> so if you hear nothing, just know that Sarah's a genius. Or um, Adobe is very good at what it says it does. <laughs> there you go. All right. Should we jump right in? Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're starting with spring. We're going to go by season here for bloom time, not other things. There were like a hundred ways we thought about organizing this list for you. Some... Um, Hannah just gave me really strange looks like we're not doing that. Do you have a pen? I just caught a typo in Spring Affair News uh, that I want to fix. Another one? Before we get it printed. Oh, no. That's what she's reading is like the the printout of our newspaper. Which should editing. be hitting your mailboxes any day now. That's so Of exciting. this podcast. But you're still editing it. That's well, terrifying. Well, we record. A couple weeks early. Not that early. (laughs) (laughs) We tend to move pretty quickly once we are ready. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay. Uh, So we're going to do spring bloomers, Mm -hmm. summer, fall, and then grasses separate. And if we get real wild, we're going to separate grasses and sedges. But I don't know how good we're going to do it staying on time today. (laughs) Well... The only thing that's going to keep us on time is I was hoping to leave work early today. Me too. <laughs> for my birthday. It is, <laughs> so. it, it is both of our birthday weeks. Yeah. Um, so we we need to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Not release day, recording day. Right, right. Um, so I think you should absolutely leave work early. Same to you. It's been a tough week. It's been a long week. So that's yeah. okay. We have coffee. Well, I have coffee. You have tea. I somewhere. have Diet Coke. Diet Coke. And <laughs> it's we're been gonna, that kind of day. And we're going to play with plants. Yeah. Okay. All right. What is your first spring bloomer recommendation? Ooh. So I'm going to go. Are we focusing just on native 
No. Okay. I mean, this is the list I pulled up is all of the Bloombox plant cards that have ever existed. So they're going to be mostly native and well adapted. Right. And you've got the Spring Affair list, which, which gets a little wilder. Can be anything. Yeah. But still, we would never sell a plant at Spring Affair that we wouldn't recommend. Correct. So, um, I'm going to, I mean, my favorite spring flower is false indigo. Yeah. I mean, it's my favorite. If I could plant my whole yard. That's spring and not summer. It feels summery to me. But I think you're right. I think it's just because when I think spring, I think like hellebore. And yeah. pask flower, which are super early. Or bulbs. Or bulbs. Uh, maybe I should have started with bulbs because I bulbs are critical to my spring garden. Right. In fact, I keep buying them and then I go to plant them and everywhere I dig, <laughs> there was already a bulb. Right, right. Um, so we'll start with, I'll back up. Okay. We'll start with bulbs. Let's start with bulbs. <clears throat> my favorite bulb is crocus. Mm-hmm. I just love how they look top heavy. They're such a tiny plant. But the flower's actually kind of big compared to the stem. And they just, like, pop up out of the ground yeah. and look happy. And then they get snowed on and they're still purple. Yeah. My favorite bulb for the spring, because I have a favorite summer bulb, too. Ooh, okay. My favorite bulb for the spring. Let me take that back. The summer one, once again. I'm I'm blending seasons here. Maybe we should... We should... <laughs> start by <laughs> defining the seasons. Here's a peek behind the podcast garden. Clearly we haven't planned this one. <laughs> I rolled into the office about 10 minutes before we were scheduled to start recording. Yeah, um, it's fine. We started by talking about how I was going to spend the money you all are going to earn for me by making Hannah pay. That's right. That's fine. So spring is kind of tough. I think you're showing people the same thing that happens in my head when I try to plan pollinator gardens because pollinator gardens are supposed to bloom spring to fall, right? But they're also supposed to be well-designed with multiple colors and sizes and heights. And sometimes my brain explodes because I'm like, <laughs> well, is May spring or summer? Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on what school system you live in. It's like me trying to figure out grant match. Yeah. My head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, so because... May, I think, falls into spring a little mm-hmm. bit more. But even, like, beginning of June, especially depending on where you are in the state, yeah. can still be spring blooms. I mean, when we go out for Wildflower Week to the Panhandle, they're like, well, we just started planting last week. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Um, yeah, spring changes. And the weather, too. If we have a really um, rainy or or late snows, then we're not even, like out looking at stuff but if we have some early warm-ups our bulbs could be coming up here in a week which does seem like this year might be one of those i think we could see some very early bulbs Mm -hmm. this year yeah so in that case one of my earlier blooming let's just put it that way one of my earlier blooming bulbs that i like is of course tulips yeah and the previous owner of our house planted a lot of varieties of tulips so they have like the ones with the that are yellow but then they have like a burst of red in the middle they're very pretty i'll try to find some pictures uh and those i always love seeing come up because everything around them is still brown and then you just get this burst of green and color and usually right around easter time did so. you get one of the black tulips that we ordered this spring? I think or so. this fall for spring. But remember that time was very hard it and was. busy. Yeah. So I just went home and planted, because that was before I was going to go to Cancun. That's yeah. right. So, sorry, everyone. You were in a hurry. I did go to Cancun. It was amazing. <laughs> I highly recommend. Um, and we were supposed, it was like the ground was going to freeze while we were gone. Oh, so too. I was in the dark that night, like before we left, like planting bulbs, <laughs> trying to just get it done. So I do not remember. I didn't mark the bulbs. I just randomly planted them. Well, we'll find out. So I'm going to find out maybe soon. Yeah. We'll see. Another peek behind the scenes. When I order plants for Bloombox or the greenhouse, and we're already going to pay a very large amount of shipping, we definitely tack on other orders. And so when we ordered Bloombox bulbs last year, we got some really experimental things. 
and the staff we do pay for our own. Yes, we get we get charged for them. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but, but we get a bulk discount that way. We do in shipping, and they already come in the shipped order. Mm-hmm. And then we have this fun round robin of invoicing each other <laughs> to uh, maintain proper practices. Right, right. So that's my early, early spring. And then, of course, as we've all heard me talk about many times, my giant allium. Yeah. Is my other one, which is technically a bulb. Oh, I have the hardest time with those. I just want to walk by and swat mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I should just plant one so I can bop it. And that one's generally a little bit later in the spring, like okay. late May. I think of the allium is a good plant to highlight when I think about my struggle with whether things are spring or summer. Yeah. And part of that is because the alliums we buy in bulb packs. There's a lot of bees in this conversation. I'm having trouble with it. Um, are not native ones, and they are really early mm-hmm. spring bloomers. Mm-hmm. Our native alliums do tend more toward late May, early June. And then we have alliums that bloom almost all summer. Yeah. So I think allium just can be a really, just kind of like goldenrod. It's a large genus. Yeah, there's a long yeah. bloom time for mm-hmm. them sometimes, too. Okay. I think that covers my earliest things. Iris is also in there. Well, yeah. Um, and I love that dwarf iris. I think it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I plant a lot of that. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, if you want really early flowers that aren't bulbs, of course, you need hellebore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of hellebore. Linton rose. It's my favorite. I have to have something that blooms super early because it gives me hope. How much shade does that take? Mine is directly under a pine tree. I need that. Because <laughs> we're going to plant. I mean, you're all getting tired of hearing mm-hmm. about this garden I'm going to plant, but it's right <laughs> outside my front window. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need something there. Yeah. And it's very shady. So I would um, say it's full shade. Okay. We're just going to start my shopping list. Yeah. Yeah. Because even since it's a pine tree, even in the winter, it it's still shady. shady. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's going on the list. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Hellebore for my front garden. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have seen it in full sun too. Okay, so it's a adaptable. Mm-hmm. Violets for me, just oh, yeah. mean spring. I love violets. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put them in a salad. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had a, a former coworker that made the most beautiful violet salads, mm-hmm. uh, and it just it's. That was just so fun. And then you can make candied violets, mm-hmm. although that I've heard is harder than it sounds. Yeah, they're very delicate and small. But I love how they, I have definitely purposefully planted violets, uh, but my favorite ones are the ones that surprise us. Yeah. That like pop up out of the crack in the sidewalk, out of the snow, blooming purple. I've never once planted a violet, but I, they're all over my yard. <laughs> I love so. it. And then some people get really fussy about mm-hmm. it. Like, there's violets in my grass. And I'm like, there's purple in your grass. And when they're done blooming, you don't even know they're there. Right. They mm-hmm. Their leaves are really, they blend really well into turf grass. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's some turf people coming for me for that one. But I That's love okay. violets and I would love my whole yard to be sprinkled with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so how about let's move to like Later the transition spring. period mm-hmm. between what is kind of spring and kind of summer. That one's hard for me. You can't steal my Baptisia. I yeah, I mean I love your Baptisia. Baptisia is also one of my favorites for sure. Let me think about my garden. Okay. And what is blooming at that time? It's not in my garden, but I wish it was. And it's not native even at all. But I love um, peonies. Ooh, yes. I love yes. peonies. That's Nick's, one I of mean, Nick's favorite flowers. So I go to my parents' house and I steal them <laughs> <laughs> from them, for sure. Peonies and then violet, or, um, sorry, we already said violets. Lilacs. Mm-hmm. Are, mm-hmm. Those are two of my favorites, and I love them. We both live in older neighborhoods, and so... Yeah. The violets and the peonies are kind of that mark of a garden that, you know, was really well tended and it just lasts. Yeah. Uh, I love, love the smell of lilacs. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm still looking. How about phlox? 
Oh, yeah. Phlox. That's one that starts uh-huh. in the spring, but it can keep, depending on the species, it can mm-hmm. keep blooming. I'm mm-hmm. thinking mostly of, like, the ground cover ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love me a pasc flower. Yes. But I know we talk a lot about We talk this. a lot so about that. I was trying them. to. Uh, oh, geranium. I, That's I'm nodding. I don't know why I'm nodding. No one can see me nod except for Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> geranium for sure. I especially love geranium. the scented geranium. Uh-huh. Oh my god. I can just lay I wish I had a bed of scented geranium that I could just You could make that happen. Lounge in. Just I have a feeling the dog would do the same. Well, probably. <laughs> He'd ruin it. You could just plant one of your vegetable beds with scented geraniums. I could. <laughs> It'd be odd, but you could do it. Hey, I've done odder things. (laughs) Also, I think it's ballerina geraniums. They, I'm going to put a picture of those up. I'll look it up. You have to look it up. You have to look at the flowers. They are like light purple, but their veins in the petals are dark purple. And I could just look at them for a very long time. If that's true, we need to fix it in Spring of Fair News. Why? Because it says it's white. It is not white. <laughs> Can't tell you that. Here, you want the pen back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to. You guys can just listen to us edit things. We're going to add that to our paid content. Listen to Hannah edit. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love to pay for that? Right. Um, okay. Also... How about bleeding heart? Yeah. Right? I love me a bleeding heart. And they bloom early. And I like I like that you... Bleeding heart is almost always blooming when it, in that like wetter time of yeah. spring. So it's always like a little misty. And then there's dew dripping off of them. They're just gorgeous. It which is why we picked of, them for the cover of Spring Affair this year. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of walking in the woods on a kind of rainy day. Yeah. Oh. And also, who doesn't like to squish them? I've never <gasps> squished Why would you squish Not them? Not like you don't hurt them. They're full of air. They're like balloons. Oh, my gosh. I've never done that because I just don't want to. I just You won't hurt them. You just like... They're a little balloon. You can just... Do you promise? I promise. I mean, like, don't be violent. (laughs) I love bleeding hearts so much. I just don't even touch them. I cage them. I protect them as they were hearts. They're very... They're very tough. But they're like balloon flower where you can kind of play with the bubble. Uh Uh-huh. That makes sense. Hmm. I'm thinking we should probably let spring rest. Well, I have but one I, more. Okay, okay. Columbine. Oh, oh, how did we forget Columbine? I was I was thinking about it, but I couldn't remember if it was spring or summer. It's spring. But I found it, mm-hmm. and it's spring. So, Columbine, Columbine, Columbine. I love it, and I'm working on interspersing it with my ferns. Oh, that would be so pretty. Yeah. So and far, it would, it's been good. Yeah. And it's one of those things that people who don't have patience with stuff that seeds get annoyed with it because it does seed itself around but it's so non-aggressive about how it seeds right i actually find it very hard to let it go to seed because my ground is so covered in leaves and mulch and different things that it's not it doesn't take very are you saying that the reason people have seeding problems is because they don't leave the leaves (laughs) i am saying that yes (laughs) yes if your ground is covered it's harder for things to seed in Right? Nature yeah. abhors a vacuum. It does. It really, mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm. And then people, you know, so then I've people have said, well, it won't reseed for me. And I say, well, are you mulching? And they say, yes. And then I go, well, maybe try not mulching around that. Yeah. And then they're like, what do I do about weeds? And I say, you pull them. <laughs> like, I don't it, know. There you... is a tough moment because, I mean, we deal with this with any prairie garden mm-hmm. is that we have a lot of plants that are short-lived perennials. So right. the actual plant you dug a hole for is only going to live like two to three years. Mm-hmm. That plant can still be in your garden forever if you allow it to do what it wants to do and right. seed itself in. That won't happen if you have three inches of wood chip mulch mm-hmm. or if you use pre-emergent. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, you kind of have to relax on the weeds or mm-hmm. be willing to pull some. Yeah. Um, but be patient and your plants will fill 
fill the space. They'll fill it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you ready for summer? Yeah. I mean... It's my least favorite. In reality, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose I'll stick to just picking plants. This is a long list. Uh, well, yeah, there's so many things that bloom in summer. I mean, more so, we just have to narrow it down. So I'll do my first one. Okay. Primrose. Mmm. Pretty. Right? It's pretty, and it blooms forever. It does. So if you need a good, like, ground cover... I consider it a ground cover. Would you? I would. Yeah. 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 If you need a good ground cover that consistently blooms, and not only that, but the f- foliage is silvery, s- silver, dusty, yeah, kinda. and so it stands out. I think it's it's a go-to. Everyone should have it. I planted mine the week after Spring Affair last mm-hmm. spring, and it bloomed like two weeks later, mm-hmm. which was kind of crazy. And it stopped blooming when it froze. Same. It was so, it was the last thing in that garden blooming. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my goldenrod stopped blooming before my primrose did. Yeah. Yep. And it's, oh, it's bright yellow. And it's yes. kind of a papery flower. Mm-hmm. Um, like it looks like it could have been made out of tissue paper. And it's not the same blooms that stay forever, it just continuously blooms. Yeah. I with feel new like ones. each flower only lasts like maybe a day. Mm hmm. It's one of those ones that closes up at night. Yes. So mm-hmm. evening primrose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Hmm. There's so <laughs> many. I'm gonna come up with one. We're not fulfilling our helping people know where to get these. Oh, uh, oh, oh promise yeah. very well. So far, spring affair. So far, spring affair. <laughs> I'm gonna say we're gonna have to put that in the show notes. I'm just going to write down a list of everything because I've already forgotten what we said. Oh, and then where they are. Yeah. Okay. Because I already, I mean, we've we've been moving through plants kind of fast. We, we have been. We will try to, to do better. But so far, you can get everything at Spring Affair. Okay, well, I have one that you can't get at Spring Affair, but I am fairly positive you will be able to get at our other sales. Okay. Are you tired of hearing me say it? Bettany. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I another put... one that blooms all summer uh-huh. for me. It is perfect in my hell strip. I've never watered it. And it gets me more compliments than anything else in my garden. You are starting to wear me down. <laughs> I did add it to my think about this for fall bloom box mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. So you're Thank starting you. to win that battle. You, yeah, okay. I would think so. I think it it probably deserves to be be tried i would like to point out that i don't leverage my i'm in charge put betney in no i did get a, re- a some feedback in an email one time like shouldn't hannah if hannah wants betney shouldn't she just tell you that you have to plant it and <laughs> said hannah's a very good leader she does oh, not thanks. impose her will on top of us but she makes it known when she wants something done i paid her to say that <laughs> so that's another one, and I, I just looked. It's not on the Spring Affair list, but we pretty much always have it at the greenhouse. Yeah, or we can get it mm-hmm. if somebody would let mm-hmm. us know that we wanted it. I feel like you could get that is one that should be available at, you know, any... Um, yeah, I guess I don't shop anywhere but our greenhouse, so I don't know. I <laughs> try to challenge. go around every spring, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the busiest part of my life. Right. I try to take time out to, like, show up at Ace Hardware and see what mm-hmm. they're selling this year and show up at, like, different places because I want to know what's accessible to people who can't get to Lincoln to shop from us. Um, it's not very helpful if the only things we recommend are things you have to come get. Well, that's nice us. of you. Um, I don't always fulfill that, but I, I feel like, I feel like Bettany should be reasonably available. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Okay, what's one of yours? Okay, I'm gonna go with one I am willing to bet most people have not heard of. Okay, and that's Woodmint. Right. We posted it on social media last year. Yeah. The reason I'm willing to bet most people don't know much about it is because I've only been learning much about it for the last couple of years. And it took me a little bit to figure out how it would fit into the garden, but I really like it. Um, it's hyssopy-like in mm-hmm. its flowers, mm-hmm. but it's shade tolerant. 
Yeah, I planted it last year in my shadiest spot. What do you think of it? It already has started spreading. So that is one thing. It is a true mint. It is. So you do have to be careful. And I put it where the dog normally walks. I have found mint to be the only thing that can stand up to the dog. And since he is on it all the time, it helps manage it. So I think you just have to be choosy. Well, I think that's an opportunity to talk about plants that maybe we can't put everywhere. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can't even put in our best spots. Right. But we still need to have them because what else would you plant where your dog sleeps? Right. And like barren strawberry. Yeah. That can... You don't want to plant that in your most fertile (laughs) part of your garden. But it's perfect in a spot where you're like, I don't know what else to do here. Nothing else has lived. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And often you'll find out that that thing with a bad reputation for spreading just spread because it was too happy. And if you right. put it where nothing else wants to live, it might live, but it's not going to thrive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to talk about plants like that because they're not beings. So it's okay, guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you have a next one to move on to? I have a couple. Are we still trying to do some that you could find elsewhere? I think that it would be nice of us to do that. So another one, depending on the exact type that you want, but another one that you can find a lot of different places is penstemon. I was thinking that exact Mm -hmm. thing. And I was going to point out Husker Red Penstemon. Yeah, that one's more popular around here, of course. Um, It's Nebraska, (laughs) and they named it Husker Red Penstemon. Mm -hmm. So I have found that everywhere Mm -hmm. um sometimes you're gonna maybe everybody wants to sell things in gallons and it drives me nuts because it's not fair to all of your budgets to be buying penstemon in a gallon um i just it's just not no Mm -hmm. um so this is a plant you can plant as tiny as you can hold yeah um and it it's very tough. It is. It falls in that category of things that you have to let, let it seed. seed. Yep. Each plant is only going to live for about three years. Mm-hmm. So if you don't let it seed, you plant it better than an annual. It's going to live for three years. Right. I mean, it's up to you, too. Maybe you like that and then you can replace it if you like to change your garden up every couple of years. Sometimes when people get hard on plants that don't live forever, I'm like, well, but... You don't live You don't forever. know how indecisive I am. <laughs> and I'm perfectly happy to try something new. I just want to tell them, like, how are you going to be here in right. another hundred years? No. The same person that tells me they can't plant pensamings that doesn't live forever will complain that they can't plant a tree because they're going to miss out on most of its right. benefits. So, oh, like, let's let's figure out what we think here. Don't even get me started. How about... So we're just going to play this game. I'm You're going to go for something people can find, and I'm going to come up with something they can't find. Okay. So You want to come up with one they can't find now? Iron weed, iron butterfly ironweed. Yeah, you can't find that anymore. The reason I know that is because I have to go hunting for it <laughs> so that we can have it. Right, <laughs> and, and we covered that one in Great Plants. I think we did. It mm-hmm. was, oh, you're right. It was the but, Great Plant. But that's okay. Yep. We'll talk about it again. It's a Great Plant. <laughs> that is actually some of the purpose of the Great Plant Program, right. though, is that we wanted to push nurseries to have a reason to carry that plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. I'll move on. Uh, I can pick one that you can find. Okay. Another one. Hookara. Ooh, yes. You can find that anywhere. Menards. Uh-huh. You may not find Hookara Richardsonii, which right. is the native one, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can find Americana or mm-hmm. Velosa. And... I think that's okay. I Yeah, I like all of them. I like the mm-hmm. variety in colors. Yep. They do well in the shady spots. The flowers are mostly very inconspicuous. This is a plant mm-hmm. you're planting for really cool foliage. Yeah. Um, and there is some cool colors of mm-hmm. foliage. Mm-hmm. And, and it's nice to be able to add that in your shade spots. Low maintenance. Very. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love, I love a heucra. Let's see. Okay, how about prairie smoke? Oh, yeah. This is pretty available. I've seen it a few places. It's getting more popular. It's like Instagram famous Mm -hmm. now. It's also, I feel like more people are carrying it because it dies all the time on people. Um, (laughs) I planted it three times and never once has it taken. (laughs) I gave up. There is a trick to it. Mm -hmm. Um, It likes to be drained. Right. So this is not for the 
you know, bottom of the sidewalk crack where all of your rain drains and all of the sand and salt from your driveway drains into, it will hate that. Which is the first place I planted it. It's the and first place I everyone planted it. I think I drove over it, too. Well, that that <laughs> would probably do it. <laughs> um, but if you've got a high dry spot or a spot that you have trouble keeping wet, high and dry. for this one. Okay. Yeah. I do have one of those spots. Then Maybe I'll try it one more time. I think you time. should try it one more time. There's also now some new varieties. Yeah. And those... Since those aren't what we carry, I need to look into them more. Mm -hmm. But I would not be surprised if, based on its popularity, people are trying to make it a little easier to establish. Yeah, but don't let TikTok trick you. Don't get TikTok tricked. I don't. What? (laughs) What does that even mean? They're like, look how pretty. And it's this, like, cotton candy. I think they've called it, like, cotton candy prairie smoke. And it's, like, much fluffier. Oh. And it goes back into that discussion of, like, what are they which we haven't had yet. It's on an upcoming I wrote episode. an article about it, but yeah, we but haven't you, talked about yeah, it yet. Which is like, what are they breeding for? Yeah. If they're breeding for that just fluffy good look, maybe that's okay. Or well, maybe it's not. I don't know in this particular case how much it matters because I don't think it's insect pollinated. Oh, okay. But let's not quote me on that yet. We'll save it for that episode. Mm-hmm. I'll do the research. We'll There's figure an it article. Out. Yeah. You can read it. Um, but like Hannah said, it looks like a troll doll's head. It does. And it's so cool. It is really cool. Uh, that's we, the flower, not the seed. Right. So it you'll like watch forever if you're looking for some a flower <laughs> with petals. It's just this uh-huh. like troll hair uh-huh. thing. Puff. Mm-hmm. It Like cotton candy. Yeah. Yeah. Or smoke. Right. Which is why it's called prairie smoke. Okay. We can't move on from summer without talking about mountain mint. Well, sure. Uh, it's just not possible. Are we going to have to retire talking about mountain mint? Probably. And Bethany. Um, <laughs> I'm only going to make one comment about mountain mint. Okay. Because we have talked about it a lot. Uh-huh. And that is I am starting to see it uh, be, f- be foundable, findable, visible, <laughs> available, available. That's the right word. It's Friday. Uh, yeah, I have seen it more and more available, specifically the Virginiana species. Say that again, Virginiana. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? No, Virginiana. Keep <laughs> you say it. It's not that I think you're saying it wrong. It's that it sounds like other things. <laughs> so I wanted to see how long, how many times I can get you lot. to say it. I was just deeply. Deeply invested in finding my plants. Uh, How about bee balm? You know, let's talk about bee balm. (laughs) She put her notes down. I did. I have mixed feelings about bee balm. Partly because I can't grow it. But other people can. So you just have a personal problem. I have a personal problem. But other people get so like, oh, it's taking over my yard. I can plant a whole plant every year. And it never does anything. First of all, I think turf grass is taking over my yard. Someone should kill it because it's in my way. (laughs) Um, That's how I, that's what I hear when people say that. I would hazard a suspicion that a lot of the people that claim it's taking over their yard do more supplemental watering than they need to do. And I'm wondering if I mulch too much around it. Last yeah. year, when it went to seed, I pulled back all the mulch. Trying to get it to seed. Yes. And that, I mean, I would say that's a takeaway. If you have trouble with it seeding, put a little mulch buffer around that plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hazard a few guesses that one... They left more open space in their gardens than you did. Because I think you plant similarly to me. And if there's a spot for a plant, you put a plant in it. Correct. Um, it's also a little faster to flower and seed than some species. Mm-hmm. So while you've got a, a plant that's still kind of small and might take up more space in the future, the bee balm gets going and right. starts to take up some of that space. But as soon as it's shaded, it's going to be gone. So here's my other question. Does bee balm have any foliage? Because to me, it's always been ju- just a flower. It should have foliage, but it is one of those ones that, like, um, it's like Pooh Bear. It only has a shirt. 
<laughs> right. Like, it doesn't there's really. There's no bottoms. There's no bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it she like. Off its virgin. Okay. Anyway, we can cut that. We might have to do a little editing of this episode. <laughs> okay, um, so B-Bomb doesn't have as much foliage as you might expect on no, another it might plant. be say it's going to be three feet tall and it might only really truly have leaves for the top foot and a half mm-hmm. um and maybe you know the top six to ten inches is pretty well leafed out and then yeah. it gets sparser and sparser and at the bottom there may not be any okay it's definitely a plant that looks its best planted with things around it right mm-hmm. um, there's other plants like that too it's not it's not alone in that well i planted it amongst my many asters <laughs> so Which, that there would be something blooming in the summer yeah around them and then the asters are a little bushier mm-hmm. so they it covers up that. the nakedness yeah of the people it's not as bad as the naked lady flowers which are just <laughs> which I kind love. of freaky i won't oh you like them i like them. i just like they look weird to me because there's no leaves and that just like it's like my purple maple tree that's 100 percent right. healthy but it bothers me because it's the wrong color i mean Part of it might be because I have fond memories of driving around town with my dad, and he'd go, "Look at the naked ladies!" It's and like it's the ultimate funny. dad joke. Yep, yep. <laughs> We'd all go, "Where? Where?" <laughs> I think there's another more like family-friendly. I don't know. That's not really that bad of a joke. No. Um, yeah. There's, there's other another name, but I can't it. think of it because mm-hmm. why? Why would I want no. any other name than right. that? Mm-hmm. Oh, with bee balm, the other thing people complain about is powdery mildew. Yes. And to some extent... I complain all the time. Bee balm just has powdery mildew. Now, there's a few things to make it less intense. And one is, if you've got really bad powdery mildew on your bee balm, turn off your overhead sprinkler. Right. Um, that definitely makes it worse. That's one thing we tell people when they're buying bee balm from the greenhouse. Well, yeah. all of our watering has to be overhead. Yeah. Uh, whether it's by watering wand or the sprinklers. There's just no choice in a greenhouse. No, we can't do underground. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. And right. if you're watering, say you're just watering to establish, so you're using a watering wand on a hose. Once mm-hmm. you plant it in the ground, water the soil. Right. Don't water the plant. Because mm-hmm. um, it just makes that powdery mildew worse. Right. There's also some varieties that are more resistant to it. I'm still laughing about the way they named purple mildew resistant is one of the ones they sell and i'm just like really that's the best you could come up with Excellent marketing um i mean if you're worried about mildew it is good it tells you what you're getting and it's better than some of the um maybe what would you call it like the socially unacceptable names that Correct. we're working with mm-hmm. fighting in plant in plants well and they're they're slowly getting they changed are. yeah um, they're just yeah. people are calling the nice thing about common names is you just start calling it something else and right. eventually that catches on mm-hmm. okay we should probably move, move on from on to summer fall. yeah let's talk about your aster garden oh my god <laughs> it's my first sign of fall so you all should know I don't much like summer because I hate being hot. So I enjoy <laughs> spring and fall. I also don't much like winter, and I think I should not live here. But I mean, you get like six weeks out of the year that you're uh huh pretty content? much okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's rough. That's why you went to Cancun. <laughs> That's why I have to go to Cancun in November. Um, yeah. So asters are that first sign of fall, and then they last forever like i think we had asters through thanksgiving this year wow at least that still had blooms now were the blooms frozen on perhaps but that's okay they're still there i mean sometimes flowers freeze dry Mm -hmm. and i doesn't really i don't care it's still colorful so do i care that it's actually dead no i mean my wichita goldenrod still sticking out of the snow you know, so there's mm-hmm. things like that. Sarah just did an excellent plant talk on winter beauty. And it's those types of things that don't break down so fast that can provide you some of that winter structure yeah. to view the 
the snow on. I'm getting better at liking winter, actually, just because I've gotten better about how I dress in the winter, that which makes a big so much. difference. But in the summer, there's only so many clothes you can take off before it's not acceptable. <laughs> before you end up <laughs> like a Monarda. <laughs> to show up at work. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so I think I love a good aster any aster like i don't even care i love my snow flurry aster mm-hmm. it's amazing i love my radon's aster i love october skies i'm just gonna keep naming all the asters i know they're wonderful i the thing i like about asters too is they're a bridge a gap bridger like mm-hmm. we talked about with spring we have the same thing in in the fall when does fall start is it when school starts is it when it starts to frost like right. what is fall so asters are one of those ones that's like there's a variety there's asters that don't bloom until it's truly cool but there's some that start blooming kind of like snow flurry aster starts blooming in august um at least for me it has mm-hmm. and then continues all the way until it freezes and like I said, same with some goldenrod. And so I like to mix the two. Yeah. For sure. I want to kind of... Lady in Black. Aster. Oh, yeah, that's a cool oh, one. Gosh. I love... I mean, I love Aster with goldenrod. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a classic. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. It's a it classic. It just goes together. Put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing about asters and goldenrods is maybe you may not find the same species that we just talked about but you can find an aster anyway i think you can find radons almost anywhere i think you can and there is a difference you'll see at like box stores the asters Mm -hmm. they sell with the mums right um they're i've had them come back just fine but they've not necessarily been been grown to make sure that they are mm-hmm. hardy for you they've been grown to make sure they're a little puffball in a pot mm-hmm. um so i've had them come back even in my pots but i don't plant them and count on them coming back right. like a perennial i treat them like a fall decoration mm-hmm. the asters that you find in the perennial section during planting season um you can find so many different kind of asters right. even i mean down to the checkout aisle in your grocery store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's a fall blooming one that maybe is a little more unique? Ooh, okay. That you can think of. Well, sage isn't going to be surprising. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everybody knows that sage blooms yeah. in the fall. But a specific sage that I love is blue sage or salvia azurea, which is native. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a little bit to love it um, because if it had its choice, it would just be like, one stem sticking out of the ground, blooming at the top. I caught it on fire one. Time. You caught it on fire? <laughs> it survived. How did you catch it on fire? I put the grill too close. Okay. Because it's tall and it falls. Yeah, that's a fire hazard. <laughs> and it fell onto the grill and it was not noticed in a timely fashion. Did it flavor your food? I don't think so, because it was okay. the outside of the grill. Oh, okay. So also, it didn't catch on fire so much as just burn, mm. you know. It was not as eventful as it sounds. Bummer. But so now I do keep an eye on that and, like, use some landscape tape to, to pull it back sometimes. I found this is a prime suspect for the cut it back in June method of managing tall, gangly plants. Okay. Um, when you wait till like late May, early June, depending on when things bloom, mm-hmm. the later it blooms, the later you can cut it right. and cut it in half. Or even with the sage, I cut it into a, like I leave a third Why? of its height. Why not just It causes it? it to branch. Okay. Right. So you don't Fine. have to. I mean, this is just a technique <laughs> that you don't have to do. I planted a bunch last year. Oh. And so I'm excited to show you all. Because in my little spot that I decided to make a prairie in about a 10 by 10 area. <laughs> it's going to be a small this prairie. This will be very interesting. But I am excited to see it poke up around the, like, all, I put a ton of grasses. Ooh, yeah. And then I have some You, like, some planted a bouquet. Yeah. Okay, I'm very excited to see that. I tried to do the same thing, except I was one time listening to a podcast and not paying attention while I was weeding, and I weeded them. I've done that. So I I've only have one left, and I'm going to fix that this spring. But uh-huh. I'm down to one sage. Yeah. 
my favorite thing about this one is it is like powder blue. Yes. It is so like soft and not fall like of a color. Mm-hmm. Because in fall we expect very like, spring like bright yellow and mm-hmm. orange and aster <laughs> purples. And then it's just like this little like baby blue. It looks like it, it belongs in the spring. Um it also like always has a bumblebee on it. Yeah. And they take the prettiest pictures with mm-hmm. the blue and the yellow it and the black. Only fits one bumblebee in a flower at a yeah. time. <laughs> Um, it's a very small it opening. Is. It's kind of delicate, mm-hmm. and it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, All you so. can see is their little bumblebee butt sticking <laughs> out. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So that's my maybe harder to find, and maybe it's more available than I think it is. I is just, this different I than pitcher sage? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's so many, so many kinds of sage. Yeah. Maybe I have pitcher sage. I haven't decided. Mm-hmm. Whatever I have, I have it. Um, do we have any more fall, or are we ready to talk uh, grasses? Ooh. Well, hmm. We, maybe let's back up a tiny bit and talk okay. about some of those, like, bridge flowers that are maybe late summer, maybe fall. Mm-hmm. And maybe let's just do, like, a couple of them so that we save lots of grass time. Okay. But I wanted to make sure we did this because of liatris. Yes. And I think you guys oh, have heard us mention liatris. There's not enough mentions of liatris no. to make me happy. Correct. Um, it has a kind, most often it's blazing star. Sometimes it's gay feather for its common name, depending on the species. Mm-hmm. But purple spikes, love them. And I love how they, like you said, they last into the winter as this like really sturdy spike that collects ice and snow and um, adds texture to the garden. But again, like bees, butterflies, monarchs are attracted to this like a magnet. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen a limited number of species available in, you know, maybe a variety of stores. But I feel like every garden center has something. They available. absolutely do. Yeah, that's that is definitely one. So I think that we have available. carried like up to five species at a time of liatris, mm-hmm. but I think that anywhere you're shopping for perennials, you're going to find a liatris. Yes, I agree. And along that same route, things that we know you can find is Coreopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, just so many different kinds um, and all lovely in their own way. But they're great for that, like, they start blooming midsummer and they just pretty much keep going. Yes. Yeah, so. they definitely. That's true. You were looking for something. I was, and I found it. Something to share with the class. Thank you for filling time. (laughs) (laughs) So, because I wanted to talk about a grass that bridges. Yeah. Because. That's the perfect bridge. mm -hmm. A grass bridging time into our grass segment. So, I was trying to find a picture of my side outs grandma blooming. Did you find one? I did. Okay. And it's Text it to me now before you forget. It's from August. Oh, that's perfect timing. So it also kind of bridges that out. And you know what you can see in the background? Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) I should have guessed. (laughs) So I'm going to send you a couple pictures because it's so pretty. Um, And I think it is a good... It's one of those where it looks pretty just as a grass and then... If you take the time to look, you see these little dingy flowers Can and I they're see? just perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me send it to you first. Okay. Good idea. And then you can see it. Okay. Oh, those are so pretty. It's right? bright red. Yeah. Yeah. Oh the thing I like about that is that a lot of our grasses by August we're seeing the seeds. Right. So it's kind of neat to have a grass that we're still seeing the flowers of. Mm-hmm. And this one for sure did that. And I think you can actually now that I'm looking you can also see some allium still blooming in the background. In August. Wow. In August. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't go off of one garden. You're That's also, just mine. You, were, you have a very sheltered neighborhood that probably yeah. stays a little warm. And, Maybe not. And it well, it is the hill strip, too. Mm, so yeah, it's so it's right there warmer. by the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've got side oats. I think side oats is pretty pretty available. I think so. Um, if you can't Same get it blue at 
If you can't get it at the garden center, just go to the seeding company because it's yeah. a part of all of your pastures. So yep. it's mm-hmm. very available. Um, and yeah, blue grama I know is available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are very different looking plants. They are. Um, side oats is just like what it sounds. All the little flowers and seeds dangle off the side. And blue grama is the little caterpillar seed mm-hmm. head. Which is I've heard somebody else describe it as eyebrows. Eyebrows or a little mustache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my blue grama, once again, still sticking up out of the snow. It's very awesome. solid. You know what that makes me want to do is make like a little cartoon man with blue grama for eyebrows <laughs> and a mustache. Please do. <laughs> I like it. Um, okay. How about the blue stems? Yes. So I have also in that hell strip. That hell strip last year went from actual hell to one of my <laughs> favorite gardens. That's awesome. I also planted a variety of little blue stem. Mm-hmm. Um, autumn autumn fire fire autumn blaze there's like three autumns yeah i'll figure out which one i think it's autumn blaze i think it's autumn blaze too if did you get from bob yes it's autumn blaze and so it's like orange orange ooh, all the time ooh. so that's really fun i like that and that's the foliage that's orange okay so even i mean Grasses have flowers, as we've said. They do. So, but even if you don't see the flowers, you can see the orange, just color of the grass. Okay. You're right. I like it. I don't suppose you got a picture of it. I probably have because I can pull up like the sales pictures from the nursery, but like, it's sometimes it's nice to see that it really does that in someone's Mm -hmm. actual garden at their house. Right. I'll take a picture. Okay. Or I'll get find one. I love little blue stem for its its color, mm-hmm. um, and that's neat that it stays that most of the year. Yeah, big blue stem I love for its flowers. I don't know if I've ever have seen a big blue stem a flower really in cool person. Picture of a blue stem flower. I use mm-hmm. it for the plant card right. for Bloombox. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, I mean, we all know you. Okay, I mean. You identify big blue stem because it's turkey foot turkey shaped foot. Yep. seeds, mm-hmm. but the flowers are the same shape, mm-hmm. but they just dangle off and then it's like this little flower opening and then the pollen just dangles down out of that. Right. And that's because grasses are wind pollinated, so they want to make sure they get maximum wind mm-hmm. um, contact. I right, don't know what you right. say that. Maxi- I think that's... Yeah. They, they get want blown around a lot to be taken by the wind. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh, any other? Let's okay. Before we go to sedges, how about switchgrass? I don't have any switchgrass. I, I know either. like nothing about switchgrass. Okay. So switchgrass is kind of a neat category. It's the panicums. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of variety in it. There's some really, really big ones, and yeah. I think those are the ones that most people notice because they're like giant what is that giant grass yeah Um, it's not as giant as like elephant grass or anything but they can be big but there are some smaller ones um like the blues and things that are only like three or four feet tall and i really like switchgrass for how clump it just makes this clump and it's just sturdy and it's really neat to like plant that clump of switchgrass like maybe in the corner of your two fences where you really yeah. hate crawling behind stuff to weed, <laughs> right. stick that switchgrass right in that corner and nothing is gonna grow into that switchgrass that's true and then it's like you know kind of a vase so mm-hmm. the bottom might be a little boring it's just the leaves going into the ground but the top is these big fluffy grass heads right. so you can plant that as like a centerpiece and all your plants just around it mm-hmm. um I just, I, I like it for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate weeding in um, fence corners, so. <laughs> sure. Me too. Okay. Any other grass you want to talk about before we talk uh, sedges? No, let's go to sedges. Okay. This I want to spend some time on because I don't think we get a chance to highlight the variety of sedges mm-hmm. we use very often. So, um, sedges are all in the Carex genus. They have edges, grass blades are flat or round, so there's your difference. But Um, sometimes you still put them in the grass and then it confuses me. I know. We use them like grasses in the garden. Yeah. Um, And I... Kind of. 
I tried to do some research like, okay, so yeah, they are triangular stems instead of round or flat. Like still, like what does that mean? And I didn't get a great answer in in terms that I could understand because I only took one year of botany. But as far as I'm concerned, they function like grasses in the in the landscape. Mm-hmm. Although maybe I do tend to use them as more ground covering rather than centerpiece, like I would use a grass. Right. Because um, a lot of them can be shorter. Um, they have a tendency to be kind of evergreen. Mm-hmm. But then they're just so tough. Yes. There is a sedge for the driest dry shade that you can come up with. And there is a sedge for the wettest wet shade you can come up with. Absolutely. And the same for sun. And sometimes it's the same one that grows in all of those places. <laughs> so I have a picture of a sedge here, and I'm trying to remember which type. It's not on your list. It's okay. a new one that Bob Ooh. started last year. So he gave me a couple to test out. This picture was taken February 14th. And it's bright green. It's still green, and clearly it's been eaten, most likely by my dog, but probably cool. some other things. And it's still just doing its thing. Yeah. Like, it does it's not care. It's completely green. Ooh, that's it looks pizza. like <laughs> that's a heart-shaped pizza <laughs> yeah. i'll go for that too yeah but like and i'll send you these too but like all winter yeah it just looks like if you didn't see the like dry leaves mm-hmm. around that you would say that that was just a summer picture and it is next to my house so that probably helps. it's sheltered a yeah. bit but i mean i think it it does stuff i'll ask bob what it is okay we'll put that in the caption um, Cherokee sedge? Oh, yeah, Cherokeeensis. That was yeah. the new one that we got. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorites are Texas sedge and um, Plains oval sedge. Yeah. And I love Texas sedge because it's tiny. It's mm-hmm. like six inches tall. Oh my gosh, it's like a little fluffy ball. And it will never, ever get over that. And it makes this little puff and it will mm-hmm. never get bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like if you buried a troll. And just yeah, its and just his hair was sticking out. <laughs> there you go. We don't advocate for burying trolls. Should you ever meet one, let's be nice to yeah, them. Yeah, right. Um, I lost my train Sorry. Anyway, I like it. It's very, very drought tolerant, but it wants to be established. Mm-hmm. So it's not one that I can do my usual practice of pretending that I establish plants by watering them twice and then forgetting about them. Yeah. I did need to water it for the full, like, month to six weeks. But after that, it's it's been completely drought tolerant. I've had really good luck with palm sedge, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody has good luck with palm sedge. So I don't I think you can take, kill it. I shouldn't take pride in that. I think you should take pride <laughs> in everything that grows. But I am curious to know what you think of it. How long have you had it? Three years. Okay. Does it... Do you feel that it's very aggressive or does it do exactly what you want it to do? Unfortunately, it's not aggressive at all. Really? I was looking for it to take over. Maybe there's something wrong with your yard. (laughs) (laughs) I think there is. The spot I have it in is very dog wandered. Okay. I think so. It has a lot of things going against it. It's very shaded. Uh Uh-huh. It's very clay. See, but that's exactly the right place for that plant if you put palm sedge in like a super fertile well-watered bright sunny spot right you would probably be complaining to me that it grew too dense for anything else to exist it's also it seeds right it doesn't spread like that's how I it think spreads. it does both which is okay. part of sometimes the problem well because i also think the dog eats it and that, so it's yeah. not the seed isn't spreading oh well see I that's think he perfect. eats the tops we used it in Garing at that plant grant mm-hmm. it, last year um, at a greenhouse where they have like a very, very slanted roof and no gutter. And they were having problems with the rain eroding. And so we planted a double line of palm sedge right where the rain hit like the gutter should be. Mm-hmm. And so it just it can take that beating. Right. Uh, there's It's going to be fine. And it spreads slowly too it's not like mint where you go from having one mint plant to having an entire yard of mint in one year it did plant some pennsylvania sedge Mm -hmm. next to it just to see what which one would do better 
the palm sedge is definitely making it. In what you described, I that makes sense uh-huh. to me. I think the clay, the deep clay, would be hard for the Pennsylvania. Well, and it's also disturbed clay because it's where we put our patio. Oh yeah. So I think that would be very hard for the Pennsylvania. Yeah. My other favorite is the Plains Oval Carrick's um, Brevior. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to find a place that doesn't do well. That's not extreme conditions. So, like, it does <laughs> sunshade. your caveat for me? Yeah. <laughs> um, it does sunshade. Mm-hmm. And it does wet to dry. But it probably won't do deep dry shade. Right. So, it's it's like, it has a very wide range. But the two ends of the spectrum, we probably need this stick to the mm-hmm. things meant for those. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just very well... It's, it is the shape it was advertised as. There you go. So it's like a foot and a half tall and a foot and a half wide, dark green, minus, just like you said, minus still dark green. Right. Um, I actually think they're very similarly related to Cherokeeensis, which was part okay. of the reason why we chose to try that one. Right. Uh, so far, I would give a full thumbs up. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think we I should used- keep carrying it. I used this one to edge our patio mm-hmm. garden because we were having problems with the mulch um, running into the patio. Right. And so it's just added, acted as that mm-hmm. kind of... The edger. Yeah. As opposed to like a brick. Yeah. Because um, the main problem wasn't water running out of the garden, but water collecting there from the patio. Oh, yeah. And then it would float the mulch back on. Mm-hmm. And over time, I'm hoping that those sedges will increase the infiltration so that it doesn't pool as You're much. playing the long game here. I'm playing the long game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ish. Until I get bored and put <laughs> right. something else right. there. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I haven't looked at the time for a while. Yeah. We we're, should probably stop. We're over a little bit. Are you ready for your plant of the week? No. <laughs> I'm not. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I'm sure that I can come up with one. Oh, I know what it is. You can go first. <laughs> it's this fuzzy thing. I do love that I bought from thing. the horticulture club last week because they parked themselves right outside the dining hall where I had to eat, and so I had to buy a plant. You had to. You got to eat. I got to eat. Well, it's Somebody not really else, optional. No. Somebody else paid for it. No. Oh, for the food. Yeah. They didn't pay for my plant. (laughs) (laughs) And Chrissy even, you know, helped make me stop. So (laughs) we we both bought a plant from the Hort Club because as alumni, we felt we should never walk past one of their plant sales without. That was very nice. uh, My parents bought three. (laughs) I did not buy three. (laughs) But I don't have the faintest clue what this is. Oh my gosh, look at its little nub sticking up. It has nubs. (laughs) It is fuzzy. And um, it reminds me of mouse ears. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of like cobwebs, but like ones I want to touch because uh-huh. I don't like to touch cobwebs. Anyway, by the way, I like mouse ears. I like mice. I think they're cute. Okay, I don't I'm like just putting it out there for the record. I'm not yeah. trying. Some people might go, "Ooh, mouse she wasn't ears!" Insulting gross. it. No, that's so. exactly what I want. I had rats, and I loved to pet their little ears. I. Don't love rats because I think their tails are icky. <gasps> I love their tails. I want to like rats they, like, because wrap I wrap them know around you. They, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that worse. Sorry. <laughs> Full body shudder. <laughs> use them for balance. I understand that. I want to like rats because I know that they make very good pets. Uh huh. But I don't want their tails to touch. It's my me. number one recommended pet for first time pets for mm. kids. That's good to know. They're sturdy. <laughs> that is good. They're hard to break. And um, they're trainable. I have. That's one of the reasons I wanted to like them because I heard they could learn lots of tricks. And they're much nicer than like a hamster. I am always disappointed by hamsters because they're so cute and they're so mean. Mm hmm. Every Mice work too. I've but ever met bit me. Yeah, but I think rats are a little bigger. They're easier to hold on to. Guinea pigs, if you squeeze, if you pick them up wrong, you can squeeze all their internal organs because their ribs don't go all the way around like most. So you have to be very careful with guinea pigs. Oh, poor guinea pigs. So I go start with a rat, then go to a guinea pig. 
bunnies. I love guinea Where do pigs. bunnies fall in your... Well, so bunnies, I think, require a bit more attention. I don't I think, think so they're too. good for kids. I think they're very hard for kids because they're so skittish. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, Silas has learned he's never not had a bunny. Right. But we still, every once in a while, he'll be like, why doesn't she want to play with me? And mm-hmm. we're like, because you're screaming at her. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot more autonomy. I think rats are so social that they'll yeah. like, I used to wear a hoodie and they would just be in my pocket all day. Uh. That's what I want my bunny to do. Yeah. But bunnies are like cats, and they they allow right. you to pet them when they choose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only met a couple bunnies that were more able to be petted whenever. Yeah. I mean, she will, like, I can pick her up whenever I want to, right. but she doesn't necessarily stay unless <laughs> yeah. she is interested. Right. Okay, we got back. Yeah, back to plants. What's your plant of the week? You know, this is a great question. I think my plant of the week is in the last episode yes it was the last episode you talked about my pathos that i had just in water yeah Yeah. i moved it to a pot well i moved one of them there was three cuttings in there i need two more pots (laughs) i have three pots would you like one oh yeah i will take one (laughs) um and so i moved one to a pot and i'm trying to baby it through because you know going from the water environment to like now you gotta pull it out of the soil it probably doesn't have much for root hairs no so I've been keeping it pretty watered, mm-hmm. trying to keep it happy. So that's my plan. Pretty soon we'll be able to get into what's blooming because I yeah. bet I bet the this is Linton rose will come March up soon. March sixth. So we could have bulbs or Linton rose mm-hmm. here in a week or two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's gonna be exciting. <sighs> I'm gonna have to remember to look for something blooming instead of just pulling a plant out of my office for my <laughs> right. plant of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Don't forget to rate and review us. Make Hannah pay. That's what we're doing. Um, send us your questions because we're getting into gardening season. So we want to hear. You can use our speak pipe link or you can just send us an email either way. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us. Send us your questions. Bloombox and Bloombox Growing Deeper are both programs of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. Mm-hmm.